I think it's cool. Like these experiences, even though we can't say what they are, obviously it sticks with you, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, very, the details are there and a lot of them are very simple. You know, it's like the small details I feel like is what really makes these mm-hmm. stories. So it's like something that you obviously don't make up, you know, right? because like, why would you? Yeah. So I don't know. Hey everybody, welcome back to another spooky edition of Scary Stories to Tell at Atlas. Uh, Again, this is our limited series podcast during the month of October, aka spooky season. We are asking all of you here at Atlas to tell us some of your personal, or from somebody you know, uh, scary, creepy ghost stories. Today um, we have Joel Kozicek with us. Very happy to have him here. I was scared to say your last names. I'm glad you did that. Good job, Jamie. Thank you. And you nailed it. That was perfect. So, well done. What Uh, do you got for us today, Joel? Yeah. So, uh, I I wouldn't call it a spooky story, but it's just kind of a a weird happening. Okay. We'll take those two. In the mid to early 2000s, I had been living in my brother's basement. Uh, and his house is kind of sandwiched between an old church, uh, a super old house, mm. and a funeral home. Oh, that's like the oh. making of a horror movie. Yeah, so <laughs> there was always kind of this like lore that went with it. And anytime we were in the backyard, it always just kind of felt spooky and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Uh, and again, I lived in the basement, so to get water or anything from the kitchen, I'd have to go upstairs. And on one particular night, I woke up feeling kind of frazzled and was just like, wow, something feels weird. Like, I feel like I'm being watched. So I just kind of sat back and started thinking about it. I was like, you know what? It's probably nothing. I'm going to go upstairs, get something to drink. So I started walking up the stairs and I literally got about two steps up when I felt a tug, a double tug on the back of my shirt. And it came from the right side of my shirt. And at first, I just assumed I got hung up on the railing. Yeah. And as I took another step, I was like, wait a second. The railing's on the left side. There's no. literally nothing on the right side that could have done that. So it was just like open to the room? So it was okay. just in a stairwell with a single handrail on the left side and a sure tug on the right. And it, was, it wasn't just like something snagged. It was a double tug. So mm-hmm. it was something got me and got me again. Yeah. And then I got freaked out. <laughs> yeah. It was like to get your attention yeah. or something. Yeah. So, again, not not terrifying, but enough that, like, once I realized, like, I wasn't snagged, it bugged me a little bit. You didn't turn around to see what it was? I didn't. I mean, there's nothing there. And and so, it's just an old school handrail, and even then, I was a good two and a half, three feet ahead of it. So, I couldn't have been snagged on that. Yeah. I was too far ahead of it to have that be what it was. And that was the only thing that happened to you there? That was that was it. I mean, mm. there was always, you know, talk of like, looks like there's something just beyond the fence over by the, the funeral home, but Ooh. never really had anything scary or no, no actual apparitions or right, anything yeah. like that. No yeah. disembodied voices, just a mm. tug on the shirt. That's still scary enough. I mean, that would freak me out. I got my water and tried to go back to bed as soon as I could. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ooh. I, uh, when I used to live in Lincoln, the first time I moved out, well, the only time I moved out of my parents' house, I moved into uh, a typical college house with, you know, three of my best friends. And 
was a four bedroom house. The rent was $400. And I was like, we could barely make that work, but we did, you know, one of those places. Uh Um, and it had been, was down on 21st and C streets in Lincoln. So pretty close to like sunken gardens in, in that area of town. And, uh, the house was old and we had the top two floors. So you had to walk up a big flight of stairs to get to our door. And then that was the main living room. And then it used to probably be an attic. You went upstairs and then there was two bedrooms up there and that was where my room was. And uh, that house always was kind of creepy, kind of like what you were talking about, just felt strange a lot of times. Um, I didn't know if it was because it just, people had come in and out of it so much. It was a rental. It had been a rental for a long, long time. Uh, When we moved in there, one night, it was probably maybe within the first week or two that I was living there, I was sitting in my friend Dylan's room and uh, he had the same uh, work schedule I did so we were the only ones that were up it was up late and I was sitting in his room and he was a big music guy kind of like me and we were talking about something Uh, and he had a big stack of CDs and I remember looking at one of them and reading the cover it was uh, Aphex Twin that doesn't matter anything to the story but I just remember sitting there (laughs) looking at it and the coffee table next to where we were sitting he had this big cup. It was like a soda cup, like a, the biggest you can get from like a McDonald's or something. And as we're talking and I'm looking at this CD case out of the corner of my eye, I just see the cup go and it spills all over. And like nobody was near the table. There was no music on. There wasn't any like vibration to knock it over. Uh, it looked like somebody just picked it up and dropped it on the table. And we were like, holy crap, how did that happen? We couldn't figure it out, right? And as you do when you're 22 or 21, you don't think about those things too much you're busy living life and that was a house that I think I went to bed before midnight once in four years <laughs> it was like one of those houses you know yeah. so there wasn't a whole lot of time to like sit around and think about it but when you were home by yourself which was not too often because we had four different people and they had you know girlfriends wives and stuff and we were always had people over so it wasn't very often that you're by yourself there but when you were you would get a feeling that you weren't by yourself right so upstairs when my room was, there was a little like landing and across the landing, there was another bedroom. And I always got the feeling when I was in my room that if I were to look out the door, I would see an old man standing there. Ooh. Like I never did see it, but in my mind, I knew like if, if I was doing my homework for school at my desk, I knew if I turned around, I would see somebody standing there. It just felt like that all the time. And that was the energy that I felt. Um, another thing that would happen, and this only happened when I wasn't there, a couple years after we lived there, um, my sister moved in, and she had a room in the ba- like the main floor. So her bedroom was down here. Then you had to go upstairs to get to my room. And this would only happen when I was gone. And uh, all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, my stereo would turn on, like super loud. Oh, no. And I had like a five-disc changer, you know, one of those yeah. old-school ones. And she would be the only one in the house, and she would be too scared to go upstairs and turn it <laughs> off. So she would just wait until it played through the CDs, you know? And, but that only happened when I wasn't there. Like there was no reason to um, make it happen or it wasn't like there was a short. It never, ever happened when I was there. So that was something that, that was kind of weird. And she did not like the house and she ended up moving out not I, too long after she got there. I had a TV in my basement in the house I grew up in that always turned on in the middle of the night. Mm. And so I got to a point where I would just turn the volume all the way down because, you know, even the TV, you know, regular volume turns on suddenly when it's 
quiet is very alarming it's as jolting. it is yeah was so, it the static channel that'd be even scarier Ooh. no like the ring no Ooh, yeah. <laughs> no yeah. it wasn't yeah. like that but uh also this is kind of funny um so my husband and i when we got our first apartment together we went to like a goodwill as you do and look for some furniture and trinkets to have at the apartment we found this old looking chair and um, we called it the haunted chair. Oh boy, that's a bad idea. Because I mean, it looked kind of not like super vintage, but it was it was old, and it had this like old yellow upholstery on it. Uh, but I I love that kind of stuff, so I'm like, let's get it. And we had it in our living room, and I never saw anything, but I always felt there was something attached to that chair. Mm. And sometimes when I was in the apartment by myself, I thought I could hear somebody talking in the other room. And nobody was there. And so we always had this joke that it was haunted by an old woman. And she was quiet, kept to herself. Mm-hmm. She was a peaceful ghost. Yeah. Nobody ever saw anything, but that was just kind of the ongoing joke. And then that chair went with us to the next place we lived. And um, my cat just started destroying that chair. And we were like, the ghost is going to get mad at us. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing ever happened. I wish something did to like make the story cooler, but eventually the the chair was destroyed and we had thought about maybe uh reupholstering it but we decided to just throw it away when we bought our house and my husband jake was like i don't know it might might make somebody mad if we just throw that chair away but nothing ever happened but it was just kind of an ongoing joke the haunted chair but i i do feel like i heard something sometimes that is weird like that would happen when i was at that house and come out of the room because I was the only one in, in school. Everybody else, they had their priorities right. They were like, screw school. We're just going to party. So they were like, in the daytime, when I would come home from class and stuff, I would be in my room doing my homework before I'd go to work. And I would almost always feel like somebody was coming in or someone was in the house. Like, I feel like the door opened and closed, that sort of thing. And I was like, I know I locked the door. Like, I'd go down there and there was never anybody there. But I never did find out anything about the house. I, I kind of tried to look into it a little mm-hmm. bit, but all I could find out was that it had been built in like in the thirties, mm-hmm. but that was as much as I could find out. So I don't know. Joel, did you, did anyone else have any experiences at that house? No, or? That, that, that's kind of the strange thing. I mean, there, there was always like urban legends or, well, people would say that they would hear, you know, voices, but it, it was in a neighborhood and there were always kids outside and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. So even if you, did you could never really say like for sure what it, where it was and it from. was right over by prep Creighton mm. prep so yeah pretty busy neighborhood lots of kids uh Creighton prep's a high school here in town um so yeah i mean it was it was just one of those things where everybody always felt a little uneasy there but there was never anything like concrete that you could just sure. be like mm-hmm. this is nuts yeah but Getting your shirt tugged on a little. Yeah. Wake you up. I mean, that's yeah. obvious. You still remember, like, the what side it was on and everything, like, right? I, like it was yesterday. Yeah. Like, every time I, I, I've told the story hundreds of times, and my yeah. brother and I have talked about it a lot. And it's one of those things where, like, even as I start telling it, kind of get the goosebumps going. Right. I can still feel, like, that <laughs> weird sensation of... It, it literally felt like a, a child was trying to get your attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they come up behind you and just give you that little... What it sounds like. Hey. Yeah. Like, Oof. So, mm. I think it's cool, like, these experiences, even though we can't say what they are, Obviously, it sticks with you, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, very the details are there and a lot of them are very simple. You know, it's like the small details, I feel like, is what really makes these mm-hmm. stories. So it's like something that you obviously don't make up, you know, right? because like, why would you? Yeah. So I don't know. And thanks for sharing that. Yeah. With us. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Here. All Let's right, go. guys. Uh, well, 
Stay tuned to our next episode of Scary Stories to Tell at Atlas, but until then, stay spooky.